0: Welcome to the God Reports
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca. And I'm Sam. We've been so inspired by the variety of ways God is at work across the globe.
0: Today's interview from 2011 is with Todd Burpo, a pastor
2: and a volunteer fireman. Him and his wife have four kids.
1: When Colton, their middle child, was four years old, he suffered a burst appendix and was rushed to the hospital for an emergency surgery. Miraculously, he survived.
2: Afterwards, he started recounting vivid stories of heaven. His parents decided to put in a book called Heaven is For Real. Enjoy this interview that talks about heaven, the place that people down through the ages have been intrigued with.
0: Hello, it's Todd. Hi, Todd, Mark Ellis. Yes, Mark. Well, uh, I first want to go. <laughs> yeah. I want to offer a praise report first related to your book. Okay. Uh, my wife and I took a trip uh, back to Wisconsin to visit her relatives this summer, mm-hmm. and uh, her 84-year-old aunt had uh, just read your book. Uh, her husband had passed away. She had not had not attended church in probably 40 years. But it opened up a conversation that we were able to have with her, and she prayed to receive Christ. Uh, oh, for God. Yeah, sitting next to a lake uh, one morning with, with the two of us. So uh, we left her. Uh, that same day, traveled four hours across the state to visit Sally's other aunt, who had turned 90. And the night before we flew back to California, uh, we got into a conversation with her about heaven prompted by your book, even though you know, we told her how uh, her, this other aunt had read it. It got us talking about heaven and, you know, whether or not she had assurance for heaven. She prayed to receive Christ with us at age 90. Uh, two days later, uh, we had my father over for dinner and my mom. He's 80, and uh, we got into a conversation about heaven with him Based on your book, he prayed to receive Christ with us, and uh, so three family members came to Christ within a three-day period, either directly or indirectly, related to your
2: book. Oh, praise God. You know, people (laughs) ask us all the time, do you know of any stories of people coming to Christ because of your book? Because you don't have a sinner's prayer at the end of it. Uh, We get attacked for that all the time. Oh,
0: well, it just just uh, you know, opening up the question of heaven uh, yes. for people is, is uh, I think, just a huge gift. Not to mention just you know the vision that's uh, portrayed there.
2: Well, the thing is, it's it's in the book. You know, we talk about Colton, Dad. You have to have Jesus in your heart. Mm. It's in there. It, it, you can read the book. We didn't. You know, he said it. We put it in there. Yeah. Uh, Talked about my granddad. How did he get to heaven? We we, we we talk about that. You know, we we don't walk away from it. And it's amazing to me how the Pharisees can't see it, but people like 84, 90-year-old and 80-year-old 80 people, 80 people can, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in there, yeah. It's, it's still the truth. Uh, nothing's changed. And, and yet here a 4-year-old can present it in such a way that it touches people's hearts to where maybe the way the church has been doing it for so long turns people off. hmm Now, what do you say to
0: the people who who may be skeptics who may have trouble believing this amazing story that perhaps it could have been fabricated or a product of imagination or or something else? What do you what do you say? Well,
2: for them, you know, uh, for those that are true, you know, true skeptics, you know, and and they have questions, I uh, I understand. I mean, when my son started sharing things with me, I was like, how could this be true? Mm-hmm. And, and I questioned, and I was his dad, you know. Yeah. I tried to be honest with that and he's in the book, you know. Um, and I tried to come up with explanations for the information he was given to me. And um, I tried to dismiss or explain away some of what he was saying, and I couldn't because I was so close to him. I knew he couldn't make it up. I knew he couldn't make up stuff and have all the detailed information, like where we were in the hospital while he was in surgery and be right. Uh, When he started sharing things about my my grandfather, it recognized a picture in the 1940s. I'm like, wow, there's no way anyone could make this up. Drugs can't produce this, you name it. But I was there, and they weren't. And so I understand. I guess I don't have hostility towards them at all because... I understand the questioning process I went through to it. Uh, my um, my advantage was I was just close. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing that I would say to them though to consider is this: uh, you know, Colton's been sharing this with his friends for many, 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 many years. Uh, This happened over eight years ago. And, matter of fact, some of his greatest defenders are his classmates when people attack him. (laughs) Uh. They'll get on and they'll say, you can't attack my friend. He told me all this back in the second grade, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and we come from a small town. Mm -hmm. Uh, People in a small town have access to Colton all the time. And they've been able to test. They've been able to question. They've gone up to him, and they realize this comes from Colton. It doesn't come from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, being from a small town, if, if anyone around here thought this was not true, don't you think they'd be out there and you'd be hearing them in the news, you know, and, and you'd be hearing their rhetoric, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be happening. Yeah. But these, this, this small town was the very same small town where people kept coming up to us. You need to write this down. You need to share this with other people. You can't keep it to your, you know. Yeah. So I think uh, just the community we live in ought to hopefully give an honest skeptic, uh, and I, I mean that very, very, very pointedly, an honest skeptic, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. some real evidence to build uh, the response to. I think a lot of people that are dishonest just want to find a reason to walk away and not even consider it. Uh, and that's not honest. Mm-hmm. But an honest skeptic that's really looking for evidence, that, that, that's a big one to, 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 to have to walk away from to ignore.
0: Yes. Well, what, I'm, I'm very interested in what this has done to your ideas about prayer based on the fact that, um, that Jesus sent Colton back to you based on that, um, that prayer that you that you uh, uttered when you're in the depths of despair?
2: Yeah. Um, well, for me, um, you know, I still can't tell you why he did it. I can tell you from Colton that he chose to. I can't tell you why he chose to. I think now, years later, you look at the book and you look at maybe some of the uh, the peace and, and, and the hope that people are finding, even your relatives, because of the story. And we can look back and go, oh, maybe God had a plan bigger Mm -hmm. than any of us could figure out at the time. But at that moment, all I can say about my prayer and and what Colton told me, one, is um, I was really just very painfully honest with God about my hurts, my doubts. And I was mad at him, and he could handle it, just like Thomas. You know, Thomas was mad when he demanded to see uh, Christ hands inside, side, or else he wouldn't believe that he'd been right. raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus handled Thomas, too, you know? Yeah, it's somewhat it's like mind. David in the cave of Adullam, almost. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes we sit there and think, um, if I really let God know what I'm thinking, well, God, let me, hello, let me tell you, he already does. <laughs> he already knows what you're thinking. Mm. And... and he can handle our problems, our doubts, our struggles. You know, you can have a relationship with God unlike any other person because I think even with our spouses, we hold some things about ourselves back because if they find out what I've done, what I've what I've thought, what I've been a part of, they are not going to respect me as much. Mm. And even my story shows that God already knows everything about you, and he still loves you anyway.
1: Yes. And he
2: still will help you, and he'll still answer prayers, even if they're not prayed maybe the, the most reverent of ways. Um Secondly, I, I knew I needed to make it right. <laughs> I wasn't proud of what I did. The first thing I had to do was confess that to other people. Hey, you know, I, I screamed at the God who was holding my kid, you know? hmm And uh, that was wrong. And I've had people ask me, well, now you wrote in the book and everyone's reading about it. Doesn't that make you feel bad? And, again, the answer is, well, no. Uh, I know I felt convicted at the time when my son told me that. But when you confess your sin... Uh, you can be forgiven, and you can feel that just as strongly and just as surely as you can feel conviction. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I knew that God had forgiven me for that, it, it's okay for me to share that struggle with other people.
0: Well, I, I don't know that that even fazed me as much as just uh, the amazing response that he, you know, he He, he, he answered your prayer.
2: I mean, uh, Yeah, well, I, for me, you know, the, the last thing is yeah, I obviously feel indebted, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, what does the Bible say? The life you now live, you you shouldn't live for yourself because you were bought at a price. Mm -hmm. You know, as Christians, shouldn't we all feel indebted? But we don't. We look at that cross and we walk away from it and we think, oh, man, isn't God lucky to have me on his side, you know? Mm -hmm. And we should all feel indebted. But I'll be honest. When when I heard that from my son, did I feel especially indebted to God? Did I really owe him a thank you? that had to be more than told by just words, you bet I did. Mm. You know, uh, yeah. I, I was very uh, very amazed at his description of the
0: throne room of God and the, that God is so big, he can hold the earth in his hands. Yeah. I, that's a hard one for me to get my mind around, that he could exactly. see Jesus, he could see Gabriel, the Holy Spirit, he could see the throne, and how could he be that
2: big? Do, do you have any... Well, what, here, here's some things that... That i've struggled with because i understand because he, people ask him well, what does god's face look like he's like dad it's hard to remember because he's so big i couldn't almost see it you know <laughs> you know and 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 now in the in the children's book obviously there's a kind of a depiction there from illustrator but to kind of put it in perspective it probably doesn't capture the size of god what jesus sitting next to him you know size dimensionally wise but in a children's book it's his probably as close a depiction as you can come up, come up with and still have a picture that a child can see on a page, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, um, when he describes Michael and Gabriel, and he does in the children's book, there's more information about heaven. than It's not new information to us, but it is to the reader, because not everything can make it in one book. He can say, well, Dad, Michael, he's the biggest of the angels, and he's twice as tall as you. Hmm. So he has something to compare Michael by, you know? Yeah. And I know how tall you are, Dad, and Michael's twice as tall as you. Isn't that something? Here's God. What would he have to say, well, God's five times, two times, or three times bigger (laughs) than what? I mean, he's got nothing to compare God to. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was in New York City for the first time. And I'm sitting there looking around at the smells, the noise, the crowd, the people, the concrete, and I'm sitting here thinking, where's the grass, you know? <laughs> uh, and if I go back to Nebraska, how do I... What's the first thing I tell the people about... And how do I describe New York? And I, then I was reminded, here's my almost four-year-old trying to do the same thing to me about heaven.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. So the whole size thing with God... I under he has nothing to measure God by. He can't say so many feet and heights and he was just a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. But still the the the, the idea that he could hold the world in his
0: hand. It's just is, I mean it's a beautiful picture and yet it's startling that uh
2: <laughs> because if you imagine what that size would have to be? Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah and and, and you know and I don't know um uh, it's one of those things that I understand how hard it would be for him to describe it and explain it. Yeah. And is he spot on? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Now, are
0: there additional details or memories that have surfaced that did not make it in the book?
2: Yeah, uh, there's a, there's quite a few more memories and stuff that are in a children's book. Okay. Uh, the children's book, uh, it's, Heaven is for Real for Kids, is the same and yet different book because it's all first-person Colton. It's okay. not third-person dad. Ah. The other thing is the, the children's book starts with Colton leaving the hospital, and it ends with Colton coming back to the hospital. Huh. So everything about the kids' book is about heaven. Okay. You know, with adults, you know, going back to the skeptics you already talked about, we have to explain to them what happened. Yeah. How did Colton get sick? How's the kids don't want to know that stuff? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And so we could actually spend a lot more time just on heaven. Okay. In the kids' book than we could in the adult book. Okay.
0: So in a sense, you're almost recommending even adults should look at the children's book.
2: Oh, well, I think everybody loves pictures, you know. Yeah. And Wilson Ong was our illustrator, and he did a very good job of, of reproducing Colton's memories on, on the, written on the page, you know, in pictures. And then the words are Colton's. matter of fact, they're coming out with an app here just shortly where you can uh, buy the book on app and record your voice. You can even, your kids can listen to Colton, read the book to them. Oh. And while we were making that recording. The person said, man, Colton nailed this the first time. When I work with a kid, it usually takes quite a while for him to read it and get it. And he nailed it. I go, well, he wrote it. <laughs> and the guy looks at me and goes, oh, that makes sense. I mean, this is his story. Yeah. I, of course he's going to nail it. Yeah, wonderful. So that's why it's it's different and it's probably better.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Well, why, why do you think he's... Uh, saw so many kids in heaven do you have any theory about that well
2: I think uh, for uh, probably a couple one you know one he's right heaven has God's kids in it I mean When you look at how Jesus responded to the kids, I mean, the one time that he got really mad at his disciples was when they blocked the kids, you know? Sure. Think about all the stupid things his disciples did. They didn't have the faith to cast out demons at times. They didn't believe him when he told them he was going to raise from the dead. And and many times he said, how long shall I put up with you? You know, he's talking to Disciples, But the time he got really mad at them, and they kept bickering with each other, who was going to be the greatest? They were acting like kids, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But the time he got mad at them is when they blocked the kids. Yeah. I think you find out a lot about someone when you find out what ticks them off. That's how important kids are to Jesus. So why wouldn't heaven be full of them? Well, except
0: that uh, an 80-year-old man would appear as a, you know, a 30-year-old man in heaven.
2: You know, there seems to be yes. this age. Uh... Yes, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> right, right. But, but you know, wouldn't when we go that... in the Bible, it says that there is no death or dying in heaven. hmm And we know Revelations teaches that. Yeah. Well, if you age in heaven, how do you keep from dying? Mm-hmm. And Colton's memory is like, well, Dad, you aged your prime, and then you stop aging. Ah. That's a, that's a very good explanation as to how you don't die in heaven. You don't age beyond your prime.
0: Uh, interesting. So the kids that he saw would age two of, w- roughly 30 or something,
2: and then stop. Well, when he describes his sister that he met in heaven, everyone says, oh, Colton met his little sister, and he's quick to correct him. She was not my little sister. She was my big sister. Ah. Huh. You know, she, she was never born. But she would aged to where she was Colton's big sister, not little sister. Okay, okay, well, that that helps clarify it for me. Any any clue about? And, well, matter of fact, when you look at the children's book, my favorite favorite picture. Now, this is Dad, is one whole page is just him being hugged by his sister and my granddad. Oh. And that's my favorite 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 picture in the book.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it, one, do you have, he didn't say anything about babies, though, as in
0: aborted babies. Uh.
2: Well, he said that, well, there's some things he doesn't know, but he says there's lots of babies, and he says, you know, the women in heaven, and, and especially he talks about Mary, is involved with raising the kids. Really? Yeah, he, he, he spends a lot of time how uh, a lot of the ladies in heaven, that's what they do. They help these children, and they, they raise them, they're with them. And another thing he talks about is how Pop was with him to yeah. help him and be alongside. You know, How many people at funerals have this hope or this dream that, well, my grandmother's watching my child. Mm-hmm. My, my mother that went on is already there with my baby that didn't make it. Yeah. And and, and they have that peace at funerals, or they have that hope. And here I'm a a, a parent whose son says, Dad, that's how it is. Your grandpa was taking care of me when I was in heaven. He was taking care of my sister, too. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Uh, So you can see how the children's book just kind of takes that up to another level. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. So Colton says it's the better book, and he's probably right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, I thought I saw somewhere on a
2: video on...
0: on, uh, on the internet, that he saw David. Yes. How
2: did he describe uh, David? Or, or what? Well, I haven't talked about him a whole lot in, 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 you know, trying to pull it out of him, but he will tell you that King David and Samson were two of his favorite Bible characters that he met in heaven. Yeah. And he always talks about how nice they were. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, and, and and it's just amazing how David would just show him around and help him around heaven. And if you needed someone to help, he, 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 he just went to David a lot for help. He talks about it. You now he was there to help him around and all. And you're just kind of like, and he just talks about him like he's just a normal guy, Dad. <laughs> well, you know, just, yeah, you're kind of like, but he specifically remembered that that was King David, yeah. Isn't that something? I, did he describe David or Samson? He does, but right now I'm kind of thinking, oh, man, I I don't remember exactly his specific descriptions of them. Uh, I do know that, uh, like, Mary, uh, he describes her as being just a little bit taller than his mom. Okay. And and, uh, what she was wearing, the color of her clothes and stuff. We have things like that on our FAQ page on our website for people to look up. Okay. And, and, and Colton's answered a lot of these questions like this. And it's okay. What he can remember down there so people can find those. Okay. And that's at hifrministries.org. Say that again, H. HIFR for heaven is for real. Just abbreviate that. HIFR ministries, plural, okay. dot org. Ministries.org. Okay. And there you go. And then there's an FAQ page where many of these questions that you had, uh, we've put them out there and Colton's tried to answer them. Oh, wonderful. Um, Is there much that he said?
0: I thought there was a reference to the end times somewhere in in the. Oh, yeah. About the final battle?
2: Yeah. What is... uh... We don't have that in the children's book, uh, but in in the trade book we talk about it, uh, where, you know, he talks about that there's going to be a war. Mm -hmm. You know, and the Bible describes a final war where, you know, Colton's descriptions are where Jesus, the angels, and the good people are going to fight Satan, the monsters, and the bad people.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: right. And uh, when you look in Revelations, it talks about the angels and the elect and, and so forth, you know. And, um, but like he says, Dad, uh, you know, he, he saw Satan. Uh, Jesus wins. I saw him throw Satan into hell. You know, and you, you sit there as he describes that. Here, here's a little guy. You know he hasn't read Revelations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty well given you, matter of fact, later on, which we didn't have in the trade book, when he described Satan, this is this is how he described him to me, Dad. Why do I remember a dragon with seven heads and ten crowns? That doesn't make sense. Hmm. Now, what does John describe him as in Revelations? Yes. He's got the number of heads and crowns right. Even I just still looked at him and I said, uh, Colton, well, whatever you saw and whatever John saw was the same thing. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, amazing. And he also says his problem about Satan is, well, sometimes he looks like an angel too. And I don't mean he looks like an angel because he says, he says his light was extinguished a long time ago, Dad. But he has wings like an angel. And he even goes on, he says, Dad, you know, they showed me where he used to have a throne. Do you know Satan had a throne in heaven? But he doesn't anymore. It's gone.
0: Isn't that amazing? Think
2: that a little kid, no way do they get taught that stuff in church and can put that stuff together, you know? Well, how long was
0: he actually in heaven? This is uh, uh, fantastic, the amount of... Uh,
2: oh, yeah, it's incredible what he says, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was that well, time frame from an earthly perspective? Well, he doesn't remember this, but I do. When he was just out of the hospital and I was first struggling, how could this be? I asked him the question, Colton, how long were you gone? And while he's busy playing, he, he didn't... I, I was interrupting his playtime. Okay. And obviously at four, playing is a lot more important than <laughs> Dad. And I remember him looking at me and going, oh, Dad, I was there three minutes. And he turns off and then goes off to play. And he doesn't remember that today. Mm. He said, well, I don't remember that. But I'll never forget that conversation I had with him. Yeah, yeah. And people say, well, can you explain that? And the answer is, no, I can't. But I can give you maybe something to chew on. Uh, Paul said, not Paul, excuse me, Peter said that like with God and in the book of 1 Peter, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. I don't know if you remember that. I I was thinking of that passage, yeah. yeah. Well, if you kind of do the math, (laughs) if a day equals a thousand years, what does three minutes equal? Well, three minutes on that timetable would equal like two years and one month. Ah. So is that correct? I don't know, but that's the best I can give you. <laughs> yeah, but it does seem
0: like what, what, what uh, was a compressed time period here on earth in the time that he was gone seemed like there was much more than he could have experienced. And, and, oh, exactly.
2: Yeah. But, you know, obviously the truth that is undeniable is God operates outside of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the prophets thousands and thousands of years ago can see things and write things that have happened in the future, since our, our being born, and, and they predict things that are still yet to come, the only way they can do that is God can be in the present and in the future and tell them both the same. I mean, time does not limit God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one thing that we already know is fact. But how long was Colton gone? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Does he say much about worship and that, what he saw in terms of worship?
2: Well, his favorite place was the throne room of God, mm-hmm. and of course, he talks about you can always hear people singing, and you can just feel the love of God in heaven. And but you can you can understand what everyone's saying, you know. And and a lot of that more is in the children's book. He, he talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but his favorite place was the throne room of God, and and uh, so when it comes to being in God's presence, there that that was his favorite place to be.
0: Huh. okay. Um. Has Colton ever met this young woman, Akiana?
2: No, he hasn't. Okay. So far, I think Akiana now, if I'm right, is probably about 18. Okay. Uh, but when she painted that painting, A Prince of Peace, she would have been eight. Okay. So I think she probably painted that about 10 years ago. You know, in Colton's experience, it would have been about eight and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, so time-wise, I'm not sure if I'm right or not, or if she's 16 now, but I, I think she's... She's either is 16 or 18, but I think she's right knocking on the door of 18. But she lives in Lithuania now, from what I understand. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: that's a bit and, of a problem. Yeah, it's a little bit of a trip. <laughs> right.
0: Well, did, did the image surprise you? Because to me it resembles a very contemporary kind of uh, Jesus, not the classic Jesus of the paintings that I grew up with. Yeah. Did, did,
2: yeah. did, did that image surprise you? Well, actually... Um, I don't know, when I look at it, it captivates me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other images that we see with the long curly hair and stuff and whatever, I don't know, those never seem to draw me in, but this one sure does.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, he, he even said he has blue eyes, which, which yeah. surprised me. Well, bluish, blue-green eyes. Well, here's two things, too. Uh, we know in the Bible that Uh, Jesus was a carpenter. You know, he was kind of a tradesman. He was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know, this looks more like a man's man type picture. Yeah, right, right. You know, and and to me that would fit the biblical account. Now, one of the other things, too, that uh, gets me with Colton, he says, Dad, the eyes are just so pretty. You know, Mm. if you look at the eyes. Now, a lot of people... Uh, attack Colton here, and they say, well, Jesus was a Jew. He couldn't have had blue eyes. Right, right. Well, uh, they must not read their Bibles. I don't know, because the Bible does not say Jesus was a Jew. It <laughs> says he was half-Jew. Interesting. Yeah. You no, know, his mom was a Jew, but his dad wasn't, right? Right, yeah, the Holy Spirit. Uh, the virgin birth thing, you know? It's kind of like, you don't believe that or what? Right, and it, right. It, it, and it's these people that attack him, and they say the Bible says, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. It says he was born of God, the Son of God. Mm. He was not a full Jew. His mother was, but his dad wasn't. Mm-hmm. Do you believe he was the Son of God or the Son of Joseph? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. And so was he a Jew? No, the Bible does not say he was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very interesting. Uh, it's uh, tweaking all of our our understanding of things we thought were uh, <laughs> were settled, right?
2: Oh, exactly. But I mean, when you look at the Bible, it, these people will. I go. The Bible doesn't teach what you just said it does. <laughs> now yeah. he he talked about doing work or ho- homework yeah. or work. Is, is there any? Now for him, it was homework. Um, now I'm saying that a lot of people question in the book is, how did he see so many things? You know, the, like the end times, my past, the Holy Spirit being shot down with power, and then he saw Satan and this and that. How could he see so many things? Mm-hmm. Well, his answer is Jesus was his teacher. Jesus showed him. Wow. And his favorite saying was to go to class with Jesus being his teacher, and he had homework. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that remarkable? You knew it had to be heaven because he hates homework down here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, too much. I guess the class all goes back to the teacher, doesn't it? Right. Well, I, uh, I was an assistant
0: pastor for nine years and uh, also do the writing on the side, but uh, I still am in a preaching rotation and have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that every couple months. So this idea of Jesus shooting down power... When you preach, is just such a wonderful picture to me.
2: Yeah, how would a child describe that? You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, we talk about anointing, and here's a kid just put in his words. It's kind of like the markers in Jesus's hands. He didn't know what to call that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so this this it was what well, was homework for him, but it sounds like that the, there are a lot of. Uh, kinds of uh, work going on in heaven or some kind of uh, like the women
2: helping to raise the children yeah. and you know heaven is not a place and I think we all breathe a big sigh of relief especially if you're like me where you just stand in the, stand in the choir and sing the whole time right <laughs> that I now don't get me wrong I appreciate music and I like worship yeah man God obviously put more in me than just that yeah you know, as a created being i have a lot more desires in my heart than just singing and i was made by god but, uh, and heaven is a place where we get to be completely fulfilled and complete and and we it, it's it's a place where it's just it the paradise i think god wanted us to live in without sin you know yeah uh, the best way to probably describe it of course biblically is it's christ's inheritance
1: mhm you
2: know hell is satan's inheritance mhm and if you think about what Satan deserves, man, how bad is hell going to be? You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And if you think of how good, what what, what type of inheritance does Christ deserve?
1: Mhm.
2: And, and down here we get to pick whose inheritance we get to share in.
1: Mhm.
0: Yes. Well, how many books uh, have been sold at this point? Uh, We're right around the six million number. Six million books.
2: Is that a is that a startling thing to, to you? Well, for me, it, it obviously is hard to understand, but it, it, it incredibly startling to my publisher. You know? Yeah. You know, like, wow, yo, this is such a big deal. You know, my my publisher has tried to my editor especially has tried to explain it to me how big this is many times because she understands that I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, Todd, you just don't get it. She said, the odds of this happening are like three in a million, and she put all this stuff together to try and figure it out to kind of give me a number to go, just how big this is, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, just the sense of your family being chosen to impart this is a very special uh,
2: privilege, I think. Well, it's, it's one of those things that we didn't ask for. Yeah. And, and I know even last month I had a, a doctor ask me. I was speaking at a hospital. Um, uh, if knowing everything you know now and you knew it was gonna turn out the same way, would you do this again? Mhm. <laughs> and that was a pretty tough question to have to face, but my answer I didn't have to think about and my answer was no. And he goes, What? I go, Well, watching your child about die, I don't ever want to go through that again. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't tell you how awful that was. Yeah. I can't, know, it, it, was, it was so gut-wrenching that even though I know the results that I know now, I would probably still say no. Yeah. If I had my choice. So this was done to us. It wasn't because we were super spiritual or you name it. Um, m- most of the things that happened to us were completely out of our control. Mm-hmm. And, um and it's not because of us evidently you know it was because of god that this happened and i want people to know that you know
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's just been a pleasure to talk with you uh and uh just the impact of this book i, I pray it continues to have a, a bring forth a great harvest for god's kingdom and uh it's just a, a real treasure
1: Thank you for listening to this inspiring interview. For more stories, go to GodReport.com.